Live from the Business Radio X studio in Atlanta, it's time for Organization Conversation. Brought to you by Wall Control Storage Systems. Wall Control gives you the storage and organization you crave. Now, here's your host, Richard Grove. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Um, This is fun. It's our first show back in the studio since WorkbenchCon. We'll still be, there's going to be a lot more WorkbenchCon episodes coming out as the weeks, as the weeks pass. So stay tuned for those, but this is our first time being back in studio. So we're excited and we're super excited to have Tiff from Night Carver Designs with us today. How's it going, Tiff? It's going really good. I didn't know I was the first since you've been back. So that's extra exciting for me. A little bit special. You should. That's yeah. We we're excited to have you back. We <laughs> and we even moved some stuff around to have you back. So to be the first See? one back. And then I get Stephanie as a bonus. Exactly. Yeah, Stephanie is the permanent co-host. So um, it's good to have I her like here. It. She she asks oh. good questions. Oh, it's official now. I love it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So how have things been since WorkbenchCon? Well, I guess a little background. We we actually met for the first time at WorkbenchCon. And it was great yes. getting to know you. And uh, we've been in communication ever since it was over. We got you some wall control. It looks awesome in your background. People probably can't see so that right excited. now if they're not watching. But yeah, so how have things been? How's, how's it been catching back up? It's been amazing. So like my life has been completely changing since WorkbenchCon. Um, so I had hosted it. Like I took, I did the like Instagram takeover Um for my podcast. And ever since I got back from all the people that I met and hung out and all the brainstorming that happened there, um, I've been like pitching myself to different companies and, and really doing well. Um, I actually got hired by WorkbenchCon to be their social media manager, as well as to manage Haven's Instagram as well. And um, I'm actually going to be working with Sabretooth and doing a podcast for them very much like you guys do for your company. Uh, we're going to do a whole podcast for Sabretooth to highlight carvers. And it's going to be really cool to just like hang out with carvers. We've got like two episodes a month. That's just going to be like me chatting with somebody like I used to do on behind a maker podcast. But now um, we're also going to have these once a month bonus ones that are going to be really fun. They're going to be more of like a hangout. So it's going to be really cool. So I've just got like a bunch of things uh, in the fire right now. I'm going to be uh, managing Sabretooth's podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Instagram as well. So just That's a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah. So how did and- all that come about? Like how did the, the you know, taking over the WorkbenchCon social media and partnering on that, um, the same with your other business collaborations. I know a lot of people that listen, we have a, a kind of a diverse audience from the standpoint of it's, there's a lot of makers that are, you know, trying to follow in your footsteps with those sort of partnerships. Um, and then brands mm-hmm. that are trying to figure out how to partner, how did that work out for you? Is there any, any tidbits of advice you could give on either side of that fence? Oh, absolutely. Um, I actually was just talking to Lindsay from Woodbrain, oh, yeah. but she was amazing at kind of just like helping us in the beginning of COVID, just brainstorm about pitching yourself to different companies. We would have discussions on clubhouse which I don't know if you guys know about Clubhouse, but um, it's just an app you can download to your phone where it's just like a chat room all day. You can pop in and out of it. And there's like a lot of woodworkers and makers on there. So I'll just go in there and chit chat with different makers. And Lindsay was one of those. And she would just talk about, you know, we'd have little sessions of brainstorming about how we can work better with brands and what we can offer them. And my biggest thing that I found is find something that they're lacking in that you could offer a service. Like 
something that you could fill the gap in. And, and that's kind of what I noticed, like with WorkbenchCon, I noticed they don't post a lot. They don't share on their page, you know, well, they didn't, they do now. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I noticed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's because Kristen, who throws the event has so many things going on that she couldn't take care of that aspect. So there was that gap there. And I noticed it and I, I talked to her and I pitched, you know, Hey, I, I have this podcast. I have such a big maker connection. I hang out with them every week and get to know them. I think I'd be a great fit on hosting the event. Um, so that's kind of how I pitched it. And, you know, so we did the event and I worked really, really hard and showed her who I am and what I can do. And I proved it to her. So like on the way home, I was just like texting her back and forth and, you know, we just got to talking and, and I said, like, I think I can really help you. And I think it could be a really good collaboration because there were some gaps like, you know, at WorkbenchCon where people noticed that some classes kind of weren't the same as they were advertised and, and that, you know, they go into things and they didn't want to not, you know, waste their time, but make the wrong choice. So like there's fun stuff like that, that we're going to be working on throughout the year to make sure that you, you know, you can make the best choices when you attend the conference and get the biggest bang for your buck. So it's going to be a lot of fun of just like sharing the speakers. Like we're going to do little mini interviews and talk about the speakers that are coming. So people know what they're going to be learning. It's going to be a lot of fun. So it's, it's a great way to keep building the community stronger and stronger. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, and I love the, the bit about looking for where they might be lacking and offering those suggestions mm-hmm. and having collaborations that way. I mean, that's really helped us out a lot too um, with partners yeah. that we have and something we really, I want to encourage the community at large to do. You know, we want to, our vulnerabilities to be pointed out. And if we can, you know, help monetize somebody in some way with something they can help us out with, that's like true collaboration. I know it's like, I think that's the, the, the more creative you can get with it, the more mm-hmm. impactful it is, the more it benefits both parties. Uh, and I, I really, I really encourage anybody listening, you know, if you have a suggestion for us, let us know, cause we're always looking for ways to get better. And that's a great way for us, you know, both partners to get better. Exactly. And, and like, like we've been talking too lately about collaborations and things like that. Like we should all be working together to f- help each other out and to build connections because there are a lot of different things that people can do to help each other out and, and build those brands awareness. Like people might not even know that wall control exists and the painting field. Like I'm an artist, I paint a lot. So now, you know, there's going to be fun exposure and they're going to see that there's stuff that if you don't have space in your studio, there's options where you can store all your paint up in the air off, off a cabinet with metal tins as I tap on it. I know you can't see it, but like, it's not going to fall on me. As we were talking before <laughs> the show is I have all this paint just sitting above my head right now and I'm not nervous at all. Like, yeah, that's but, good. And yeah, I'm not nervous either. You know? So that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> like as a, as a woodworker, you might not know about that because you maybe don't see that much or you see only people hanging, you know, tools on it, but not other stuff. So it's really cool to find different people in different fields that can help each other out yeah. and just bring, bring more awareness to the cool stuff. Yeah. And even, I mean, in our experience, even if it's just a little suggestion, um, it, mm-hmm. you never know where that's going to go. And any little yeah. step in that direction, you start to layer different creative ideas on top of each other. And all of a sudden, you know, something crazy comes up and you can take advantage of it together. You know, we have a lot of examples like that where, 
it started with just this one little thing and then it led to some other relationship. And then that person Mm -hmm. knows this person. And it's, I mean, it's kind of your classic networking, but across social media and across community and across, you know, from, you know, the individual maker to in this scenario, in this community to the actual, to a brand. And you can really do a lot of things with all those different variables. And I guess the, the whole point of it is you don't know where it's going to end up, but don't be afraid to take that first step or send that first email and just reach out and point out like, and as Mm -hmm. the brand's perspective, um, you know, we're not a big brand, but it's like, I think we've talked about this before on other episodes, but sometimes people think a brand is a brand is a brand and like reaching out to wall control is not like reaching out to some big box store. It's going to land very different. Um, so don't be afraid to just send that email who knows, you know, what kind of day it's going to be or we, we literally might be thinking, man, we really need somebody to do X, Y, Z. And then someone steps up and they're like, Hey, I'm really good at X, Y, Z. Look what I'm doing over here. You know, can we work something out to where, you know, I'm been, I'm, I'm paid to do this and it helps you guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, back to that same point, just, just send that email, I guess, if someone's on the fence. <laughs> yeah. And you went the way you went about it too. I think from most brands perspective, or I've, I've hosted many events before I used to do that before. And I was manufacturing it. Usually you have people who are like, Oh, well, I didn't like the way you did this or your classes weren't clearly, clearly explained. And instead mm-hmm. of just coming to someone and whining about what you didn't like, you came with suggestions and the willingness yes. to do it for them as opposed to just mm-hmm. complaining. And yeah. I, that goes a long, a long, long way. And, uh, I hope more people take that. Yeah. Take that, that note. <laughs> I mean, that's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing we see like at work. I mean, Steph and I work together every day and it's like, Stephanie is so good about if there's a problem, not just this is a problem, but here's what I think will fix it. And I, mm-hmm. that's a totally different conversation than just, Hey, you guys aren't good at your, your Pinterest isn't good. Okay, cool. What am I going to do with that? You know what I mean? Like you gotta, like, are you good at Pinterest? Do you want to help me with it? Like that, yeah. that's, that's the kind of, the kind of conversation that actually is productive for both parties. Um, yeah. So yeah. And I think that's where my, my day job, which I don't talk about ever because it's like some secret. I have a day job, Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I work at um, a place called Velasis. It's uh, basically all the coupons that you get in your mail or, um, you know, in your mailbox or newspaper, that's usually my company. It'll say save on it. And I've been working there for 16 years. So when we have issues and things come up, I am one of those people who are always like a solutioner. I'm always trying to find different ways to fix that issue. So I've been working in direct mail printing for over 20 years. I've got a lot of troubleshooting. I've, I've, I've done a lot of different things and different aspects of it. So I think it's kind of been bleeding into my, you know, my nightlife, <laughs> which, yeah, exactly. which was dedicated to painting and making art, but it's starting to morph into to connections and to like something more of like a real job, which is kind of fun for me to kind of see my day job kind of shrinking out of my interest and, and having this whole new world opening up. I really like it. Yeah. How did you, so back to that, how did you get your start, you know, with night Carver designs? What was obviously it started at night, but like, what was the, <laughs> what was the, um, what's that journey looked like for you from your, you know, and, and how that yeah. kind of pie chart of where time spent has gone? No, absolutely. So I've been um, painting and making uh, since I was a child. So it's just something that's always been with me. My parents both um, were little hustlers as well. Um, When we were younger, my parents would do like scroll saw art. And then like, so my dad would go in the garage, he would scroll out patterns. Then my mom would bring them in and she would paint them. 
And then, so as we got older, we would sit at the table and, you know, you start, you're the base coder and then the next person's, you know, doing all the other prep stuff. Then my mom would do all the final shading and the details. So like I grew up doing that. I always knew that I was going to be an artist in some fashion. Um, So like I went to college for uh, graphic design was my minor and fine art was my major. And I just did every possible art that I could do and just engross myself in that. And then when I went to get a job, you realize that when you're younger and you have no experience in graphic design, it's really, really hard to get a job in that field. So I ended up working in marketing and advertising as a, like the intermediate person, the person who gets all the art from the clients, packages it all up and sends it off to the artist to do, which really sucks. I've always been like a step away from actually doing the art. And I've been doing that for 20 years, just at different jobs. Um, So at night I would paint and do things for myself. And as I started getting into woodworking more, I, and like, I got married and we had kids and I was trying to find a hobby that me and my husband could do um, to entertain ourselves since we couldn't go out anymore, you know? And, um, he ended up not liking it, but I used to call it Marshan woodworking, which is my last name is Marshan. So really original name. Yeah. There there you go. (laughs) Well, easy to Google. (laughs) Before that, it was called Butat Design, like before I met my husband. <laughs> yeah. So that was my maiden name. Like, I'm really good at naming things. Yeah, it's a, huh? um, I see a pattern. <laughs> it's a trait. It's a trait. But like when we had the kids and I, I needed that escape, I just started carving signs and trying different things instead of just like scroll saw and painting. I started playing around um, with hand router carving. So like I started with just grabbing a router and going for it. And then that evolved into getting a CNC. And I'm actually, the reason I just redid this whole room is because I have a laser coming soon. So like, I've just been pivoting to different kinds of ways of making art. And I'm actually going to be doing um, a brand new product line that is going to be a lot of fun, but it's also going to be very resourceful and it's going to be doing something towards autism because both of my kids are autistic. So I'm going to be making something that's going to really help that world out. So I'm kind of like trying to do something really cool that I think will be like my money maker, my my way to get rid of yeah. the day job. And then I'll also have WorkbenchCon and Haven and Sabretooth. So I'll be able to like carve and have fun. So I'm seeing like a really fun um life coming ahead. <laughs> so I'm at that nice brink, you know? That's super exciting. The um it is so the I guess the kind of like so you have the the structure I kind of start to see, I feel like with the folks that are doing it well, like yourself, are you, is you have that, you have like your handmade, like super custom stuff. And mm-hmm. then you have your brand partnership piece of the pie. And then there's yep. also that piece like you'll have with the CNC where it's probably a little more streamlined production of like standard SKUs that you offer. Is that yeah. So like the, the CNC and the laser are going to be, yeah, I'm going to have like a product line, like yeah. five products that you can order. Like stay in stock. And They're, it's, yeah, yeah. it's going to be in stock. I can pre-make a lot of the pieces and just kind of fire off one thing at a time. That's going to be custom for them. Right. Like it's going to be like a real business that I hope to have my husband and kids actually manage. I don't actually want to be making repetitive things. I just want to make the designs for it and yeah. then let them do the you're, work. You're the artist and they do yes. the, they do this, <laughs> th- that scalable kind of, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I want my own little production line. Exactly. <laughs> Passing down numbers. the painting at the table. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, this is exactly. a tradition in our family. You have to do mm-hmm. this now for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. My parents said this to me, and now you're going to love yeah. it. No. <laughs> We've been, like, well, um, when I was a kid, we had, to, <laughs> yeah. we had oil we had- paints, and it was... <laughs> Killed my brain cells, so you're lucky. <laughs> the chemicals we played with back then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. So, um, and it's very exciting. I'm just not talking about what I'm making because yeah, of course. it's it's that cool that I don't want anybody else to make it. Gotcha. Yeah. You know. So are, so are your kids and husband, are they more on board now that it's progressed? Um, looking, you know. Yeah, my husband wanted well? nothing to do with woodworking. He did not enjoy that, especially it's a little when it's dirty. Hot it gets, and then you get sawdust. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's a lot to clean up. It's a, yeah. it's a messy hobby. Yep, I come in and I'm like just sticky and gross, and I'm just happy about it. And he's mm-hmm. like, "This is the worst." <laughs> oh, I yeah. have one of those. Yeah, get <laughs> others at home. Yeah. <laughs> Except stuff. Um, you go home from work covered in it's like all kind of different materials you yeah. interact with like you my are, home dirt just sticks to my work dirt and makes yeah. it extra layer. you really are the alchemist like donovan's thing it's like the i mean you do it all so yeah. makes for an That's exciting laundry day yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah uh your significant others like he's he's like what is this material like every week it's some different goo yeah. or color or- he's like what even are you what is, what is this yeah you, you probably at some point needed a separate washing machine altogether just for like hobby work stuff on I, a bad day. I've actually been trying to buy a washing machine this this week because um, our, our new house has septic and trying to explain what I do and my needs for a washer and dryer that's high efficiency and takes grease and chemicals and paint and epoxy out of clothes. And the appliance men have, um, I've gotten some interesting looks. I was going to say, you might be careful. You might get flagged or marked as some, you know, I don't know what you're like, well, doing, you need but- a commercial washer. I was like, but I can't cause it's a septic. Yeah. Interesting. So that's his challenge right there. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah. The, wa- the things you don't think about when you are a maker and you actually do things with your hand, the washing machine. You know, well, I had a commercial yeah. washing machine for 10 years. So yeah. not having one now, is it going to be an interesting, yeah, you have to get some heavy duty detergent or something. Yeah. So some very hot water. This is a real problem. This yeah, that's what I'm problem. saying. These somebody, are the people yeah. don't talk about yeah. somebody so that's is... trying to solve a problem. That's the one. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's brainstorm on this later. Exactly. We can figure well, something be, out. Yeah, we'll be, <laughs> please. We can please. call it woodworking washing machines. Yeah. You need to post about this, and we got to find you. You know, a maker of this washer, and then you can be their. You know, person. There's a gap. I found exactly. a gap. For yeah, you. you're. I think the better you are at finding gaps, the you know, the better off everybody is. So yeah, that's cool. so. Yep, you and Maytag, you guys are now best friends. <laughs> exactly. That'll go, be re- an go reach out to them. Interesting collaboration, <laughs> so. and we can do the storage for it. So that's nice. Well, there we go. There <laughs> and yeah. like, you know, we're gonna have this whole thing. Yeah, let's See? do it. Yeah. This is honestly, that's how I felt like at work bench. God is like, someone would just tell a story like that. And then you're like, okay, let's go. We've got a, we've got a solution. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And you leave charge and you're like, I've got 17 things I agreed to do next week. Exactly. <laughs> it is. That is hard. It's that's the hard part for, yeah. I get, you know, like people with our personalities, it's just, you want to keep going after stuff and adding more to the agenda, like managing mm-hmm. that. How do you manage that tip? What's your strategy for kind of prioritizing really funny that you said that because so literally I made like a lot of my deals three, four, five days after workbench con. And I go to my husband and I I turn him, I go, I have to stop. I've, I've committed myself fully. I know I can't go any further than this. 
Um, and I actually had to remove myself from something that I had committed to, to be able to, to handle all of it. So, um, I was going to teach a power carving and painting class for some amazing makers at M2 labs. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but they've been teaching classes, having makers teach classes of what they do. So I had already committed to doing that and I had to pull myself out because, um, I was committed for like April 10th and I'm like, there's no way I can, cause I was going to make like these little kits and I was going to like sell a piece of wood that I had carved and got ready. And then we were all going to paint it and power carve it together. It's going to be real cool. But I'm like, there's no way I can do that and manage three Instagram accounts, start a new podcast, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, so like it's, it's making those hard decisions of like, what is going to give me the both, like the most benefit and, you know, like, what can I get rid of? Like, I didn't want to not teach that class and, and I will go back to them when life is at a better place. But like knowing what you can handle, I think is very important. Like I know right now I'm scheduled at my max. Like I wake up and I work until I go to bed, but it's for a good cause. Like I know like what I'm doing is going to keep pushing me to that next level, but it's not without like being a big commitment. Like I know what I've taken on and, and what I have to do. So it's, it's yeah. Making sure you don't over schedule yourself and overcommit. And if you can drop a few things to make what you really want work, then be ready to have to do that and have some hard conversations, but good ones. Like, you yeah. know, when I told Melissa at M2 labs, like we just had a nice heart to heart and you just have to be honest of what you can do. And people respect that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, we're all interacting with are in that same boat and they appreciate mm-hmm. that. And they've had to have yeah. those same conversations. It's not, it's a no hard feelings kind of thing. It's just, there's only so much time today and you only have so much yep. to spread out, go around. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's the, you know, same thing for us. Actually we were having, and we can talk about this more later, but just like internal conversations about, we have, I think a dozen new products that are to some degree started, I mean, prototyped, oh, wow. right? Yeah. And it's just, it's just a bunch. And I started really getting that organized. That's what I've been working on this week is just trying to get kind of a work order process, a little more streamlined, um, and align it with our manufacturing facility. But when you start looking at it, you're like, wow, when you really put it all in like a spreadsheet, it's a ton of stuff. So, um, yeah, being, getting organized, it's funny organization conversation, but getting (laughs) organized is very important um, for for something like that. And, you know, starting to do it is really helpful because you can see, because, I think us three were the type that will just keep putting more and more on the plate mm-hmm. because it it's we it it's energizing. You know, like you said, you wake up, you go all day long and you're energized. You know, even mm-hmm. during the hard parts, you're you know there's progress, you know, you, you kind of got an end goal in mind, so working toward that, you got good flow going, but it's like until you put it all out, you can't really see how much you've how how thin you've spread yourself. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. And and I want to be able to enjoy what I've committed to, you know what I mean? Right, so like, sure. cause the reason I'm committing to it is cause I like it, <laughs> you exactly. know, like I'm taking it on because it's something I really, really enjoy doing. So yeah, it's, it's an important balance. And and I do agree. Like we can talk about being organized. I am not an organized person. That is why I reach out to you, you know, like, but you look, reason, I mean, you're, you're before and after you're and faking that, it really well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. You've made it. I, think. I juggle it all up here and I have to get better at putting it on paper, but then I write it down and then I, I don't remember where I put the paper. It's all very complicated, but you know, 
You need a notebook. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I have like four right in front of me. I've so, never met um, anybody as good at writing things down as Stephanie. She is yeah? like, yeah, it, it is it's I impressive. Have notebooks. If I don't write it down, like it, you might as well have never said it to me. Cause Let's I, talk about it. Do you have like a special notebook that you carry with you? I have What's like your 10. favorite. Well, I have like a pocket planner. That's my calendar. I have a, mm-hmm. a planner for work. I have a big notebook for my personal business. I have just like an everyday notebook. I write stuff down in and I have a little one that has lists. I have a lot of notebooks for those listening. She has two notebooks on this table right here. That's so, true. <laughs> and she's been writing the whole time more off and on. So yeah, it's uh, it, if like, I, it's so excited in the moment talking to people that I don't get to see that. They say something, I'm like, I'm going to want to remember that later. If I don't write it down, like then it. they're going to say something else exciting. I'm going to forget the first thing. I need to do it's that. It's so true, though. Yeah. It's, it's a good habit. That's a really good habit to have. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to go back and look at the notes. I mean, they're there. I uh, can't say that I always go back and look at them, but they're there. Yeah. Even just writing it down, though, that commits it to memory more than just like the auditory. Mm-hmm. Like the that you're seeing it, you're physically moving. Retaining so it. yeah. So <laughs> even if you know, never, never go back and look at it, it wasn't wasted energy. I mean, it's, yeah. I think it, yeah. The trick so. is to get a fancy pen cause it makes it more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. And to that point, I am using I a agree. pen Stephanie gave me the a fountain pen. That's uh, I didn't even know they made these little disposable things, but it writes really well. It makes it fun. <laughs> no, it does. It does matter. Um, but yeah, like, so getting organized though, that's going to be so huge for this like shop that I'm, putting together behind us right now, it's, it's going to be able to give me an actual workflow. I, I never filmed the other half of my room because it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was all just can like, you show us now? well, n- you can see it. This is the half I used to hide. Uh. You're seeing it right now. Yeah. Well, you've already cleared it out before. to make room for the laser. So that's kind of cheating. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I have some before. Like if you go back on the last few reels that I just posted, you'll see, I showed it, <laughs> but it was, but my husband had already taken out three big racks that had just had inventory on it. Like literally it was like one that was full of boxes for shipping. And then two, that was just inventory. This room was crazy. And I had another painting desk in here too. So it yeah, was, the it before was and after is awesome. How, and I mean, you did all that in a week, didn't you? You, cause you had yeah. a drop ceiling too. You took out and yeah. Three 12 hour days is, and then like another eight hours the next day. So almost four, four days, but it was, it was really crazy. That fifth day was just me trying to put stuff back in the room. <laughs> yeah. So Did how you, do you yep. plan your space? Like, do you, really do you tough. do it like graph paper and cut out the shapes and then move them on? Or do you like put painter's tape on the floor or just visualize it and make it happen? How do you- so I just, I just act like an idiot and I move things around in circles until it fits right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I even that have way too. <laughs> my, uh, my work desk, which is on like the other side of this wall that I have in front of me. Um, it, it, it's like three inches too long for the doorway that it goes to, but I'm like, I don't even care anymore. I'm like, it just, this is where it has to go. <laughs> like it, it was that bad. Cause I didn't want to buy new furniture yet. I'm just trying to use what I already have. So to make it work, yeah, I totally have like an overhang, but it had to be done. It won't be filmed over there anyways. That's the part that's being hidden now, which is hilarious, is like the other half that I used to show. Yeah. But if it works, then it, then it works. It works. It works really well. I actually concentrate a little bit better because I'm like in a little nook. I'm back in my cubicle. Yeah. That'll be a fun podcast, like a 
reverse the camera podcast where like everybody <laughs> has to turn around their camera and do it from the other direction. I'm going like, to be sick that day. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, not going to be here for that. Yeah. The, that would be show what you're hiding. Exactly. <laughs> no hard pass. Yeah. Not doing it. It's like when you're in a zoom session and people just blur out the background. Cause yeah. like, no, you, you, you can't, yeah. I can't even show you it. The first five minutes. I'm not even listening to them. I'm like, what's back there. Just curious, <laughs> you know? So what is that? A lot of repeating has to happen. That explains yeah. a lot of zoom calls I've been on then because <clears throat> people never pay attention. And I have so many things behind me. Mm-hmm. Like what is that? in my <laughs> office at home? What is that fuzzy shape back there? Kind of. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I feel the same way. <laughs> I do. I do do that. So come, so kind of shifting gears a little bit, coming off mm-hmm. the the Workbench Con, um, you know, all this new collaboration, anything cool and exciting coming up for Haven you can talk about? We're, I mean, I didn't realize it's kind of right around the corner. We were just talking about that yeah. on Wednesday. They're, they're in the middle of announcing all of the speakers right now. So like if you watch their Instagram this week, you're going to be seeing a lot of different speakers kind of making their announcements that they're going to be there and uh, like things are starting to be revealed now. So it's really cool. I know that the website has been getting tweaked too. So the, a lot of things are in the works right now. I think it's like when the gears are starting to, yeah. to start moving, you That's know, like, like it, really. It's funny. Cause I don't know what all I can ask you about, you know, like, cause you have a lot of different things in the works that are going to be coming out, you know, with your brand yeah. partnerships, the podcast. Uh, can you speak to that at all? Like when does that start up? What kind of structure yeah, so- is it? April 15th is going to be the first episode. We haven't um, committed to any guests yet. So we're in like that plan it all out phase, but I just made the brand new logo for it. I got the template created for the episode art. So like it's in that fun planning stage because there's just so much that goes into before you even can get recording. Um, But yeah, so we're going to be booking guests. I would say uh, this weekend is when it'll probably I'll start reaching out to a few people um, and it's just going to be people. We want to have like a variety of levels. We want to have people who have been doing it a long time that can give advice. But then we also want those people who just started and who are excited about it and maybe want to ask questions and just like sharing their passion about something. Because when I found like power carving, that was like one of the most fun experiences. I started with like flap disc, you know, and they did well, but then I kept seeing like, saber tooth burrs. And I'm like, what, what are those? Like, what is that? And, um, I ended up getting the four inch disc and I grabbed an angle grinder, which I've never used an angle grinder before, but this is, this looks cool. And I really, the reason I, I got into it is I don't like to frame art. <laughs> so yeah. I just started giving it like fun edging and it was a great way to avoid having to make frames. That's all, that's so, a funny like origin story. How you? Yes. Yeah, but that makes. <laughs> that, I mean, I get it. That makes sense. Let's be honest. Exactly. I, I'm. I never. I was just telling. Um. I don't know if you know. Made by Mary Lou. We were just chatting. I know Stephanie knows her. Um. <coughs> sorry. We were we were just chatting, and I go. I don't refer to myself as a woodworker. I like to work with wood but I don't actually want to build anything. And that includes even just a frame for the piece of yeah. art. That Frames I made. are hard. And yeah. if you don't get the angles right, then it looks really bad. Exactly. And then you can only get away with just like doing like the overlapping ends with no miters for so long until they're like, all right, step it up, kid. Yeah. I like so. this. This makes total sense to me. This, the frame, knowing I had to frame it at the end would stress me out throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Like I would, my work wouldn't be as good because I'd be like, God, I got to do that frame in a minute. Actually, if you look at all the pieces behind me from um, my sticker club, I have one missing because I hasn't, I haven't ordered it yet. 
but you can see they're all either power carved or I've given them some kind of shape (laughs) so that I would avoid making a frame. Whenever I paint, I do it on like a two or three inch thick wood panel or canvas because it would look stupid frames. Yeah. And then I'll have to frame it. (laughs) See? So really I found power carving because I don't want a frame. Let's it's it's out there now. Everyone knows. <laughs> um, but then I got hooked. And like I want to talk to those people who've just started and who have that bug and they're like just like they can't wait to keep playing with like what kind of textures can they do? Can they make characters like that pumpkin that I carved that I was stoked to carve that thing. I had never made like an object and I'm gonna be making like a garden gnome next, I think, because <laughs> somebody suggested it. I think and I was like, actually Joni um suggested it. And I was like, that would be amazing. So I'm like, I got to do a garden gnome next. But it's it's a really fun thing. And I think people who do it are passionate about it. So I thought it'd be a really fun way to, to get that community built stronger and a great way for Sabretooth to start talking to their community because mm-hmm. they haven't posted in a long time. It's been three, three or so months. And that's when I saw an opening. Absolutely. And that's when I approached, you know, and when I pitched it, it, it didn't go the first time. Like I, I didn't pitch podcasts. I pitched social media. And then I realized like when I saw wall control come out with their own podcast, I'm like, that is a great idea to have like companies be able to reach people through a podcast like that. And I thought that would be a perfect fit for Sabretooth because it takes something that I'm very passionate about and I'm passionate about podcasting and marries them together, you know? So it's like a perfect fit. Yeah. That was great. Uh, great ability to spot that need and what you like to do. And yeah, I appreciate you saying that too about the podcast. Cause it's, you know, it's a, yeah. I, I mean, you guys have been doing it for a long time, but I feel like for brands, it might be kind of a newer thing, but it's a really good yeah. way to get a message out conversationally that just doesn't resonate. If you just throw it up on a website or something, you know, um, mm-hmm. kind of talk about talk, you know, point those things out, point out benefits and highlight partners and friends like yourself, uh, that you yeah. otherwise it's hard to do just through like a post. So Exactly. So um, I'm kind of hopping all around, but so at WorkbenchCon, did you meet a lot of new power carvers and people that are new to this you know, space? So I got to meet Katie Freeman, which I was very excited about. Yeah. I've been talking to her for years, but we never actually got to meet in person. So that was, that was awesome. Uh, and I actually attended her class there because it was the only power carving class that they had. And it was so fun to see um, there was like a young kid in it. I think he was like 18. I'm like, I'm that 40 year old now. There was a young kid in the class. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like he he was lit up. He was so excited to to see what was happening. And then I saw a lot of people grabbing the tools for the first time and, and doing it. And it it was really fun to, to see those who like a lot of people had never done it. So it's a lot of people doing it for their first time. And to see that excitement was really cool. That is awesome. Um, And it's like the, the cool thing about that is the barriers to entry aren't super great. You know, like it's not, no you know, barrier. Yeah. yeah, it's like wood power tool and you can start creating art. You know, I mean, you've graduated mm-hmm. to CNC and all this other stuff, but it's like for somebody who doesn't, who's, who just wants yeah. to be creative. It's not, it's, it's, it's totally doable. You can leave and be doing it, you know, that evening if you're, if you're that into it. So, yeah, it's like the scroll saw. I mean, you know, like you can just go for it. Like, yeah. yeah even the most... scroll saw is more expensive. I think I started I power say carving with like a $30 saw. angle grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's true. I did. I got, I got the Harbor freight special. Exactly. And then I, 
And then I married up to, you yeah. know, DeWalt afterwards. Yeah. Because... It worked for two weeks and you learned you like it and that's good yeah, enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. It's still lying around in the shop somewhere, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but made yeah. the mistake of not looking at the RPMs on my first angle grinder. And I, cause I did power carving. I think when the first time, I think the first time I did it was at workbench con, like a lot of workbench cons ago. And I used a turbo plane and I was like, this is amazing. And so I went and bought an angle grinder and a turbo plane. Well, I didn't read the RPMs on the $30 grinder I had and I couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. (laughs) (laughs) Was it just like super slow? Like it was too, way too fast. Oh, too fast. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're learning. Those things are crazy too. Yeah. Yeah. But Take the class, people. Take the class. Exactly. Yeah, that's what's so cool about those conferences is just the there's something for everybody. And even, you know, myself as a brand, I get value out of a lot of the classes too. You know, like the, you know, I talk about Pinterest, like Sarah does a good Pinterest class. She has at I forget the last time she did that that I was at it, but learn a lot of that. Um, same thing with like the SEO, you know, how to run a blog, all that stuff resonates with brands as well. So if there's a brand that's cool. Yeah, if it's like if if uh you know, for us, you think about going and creating the partnerships, but you don't really consider you could learn something too to help your brand be better uh, that you can do yourself internally. I was going to say, as as a brand, like when people approach you, what are the things that they say that pique your interest? You know, like, is it the way that they're pitching it, like something new or exciting? Like what things that do you like to hear? I'm just yeah, kind of curious great, if you don't mind sharing. I mean, that's a great question. I appreciate it. I like, I like filled in the questions too. So, um, I mean, what, well, first of all, what we talked about, about, you know, how they can help us be better is a really great way to lead, you know, mm-hmm. you know, here's what I see the, and I understand this and I, it's not, this is not a knock on it at all, but if you just send like, here's a blurb about me, here's my my marketing sheet with what I charge for an Instagram post, blah, blah. You know, that doesn't, yep. that's just like fishing for, you know, as it feels like just throwing those things against the wall and seeing what sticks insert yep. brand name here, fire off a bunch of emails, you know, very generic. Yep. Totally. So, I mean, so, uh, it's really cool if somebody already has our system or a little bit of it that, that, I mean, already you're on like second or third base with that, just cause we see that, you know, how, you know, you've used the product you've, mm-hmm. you've chosen to get it yourself. You've, probably even, you know, you bought it. And so it's like, that's where we can really, that's, you know, a a good jumping off point. Um, and then just taking time to be a little creative about what they're pitching, you know, if a little thought that's gone into it, um, that's helpful. And the other thing, this is just, and this is really like one of the main things, just make it easy. Like just come, come with like, here's what I, here's what I, here's what I need. Here's what I want to do with it. Is, is this cool with you guys? Like if it's like a yes or no, you know, we'll, we'll obviously elaborate on that, but make it easy for the brand to take that next step and not require a whole bunch of additional steps. You got to realize at least for us, you know, and I'm sure everybody, when you're reaching out to these brands, most of these folks are wearing a ton of different hats. And so mm-hmm. this is like a very, you know, it, for me, it's the funnest thing about what I do, but it's also, I can't make it like my entire day, you know? So, um, as easy as you can make it for a brand to say yes, the better off it's it's going to be for both parties, in my opinion, in my experience. That's cool. I just thought it'd be a perfect question to ask because I know people listening to this are probably curious since we were talking about it, like might as well hear it from the source, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. We get all kinds of, I mean, Richard gets them all day, every day. I usually get them when I'm at the event. 
standing oh, there I'm in sure a wall control do. shirt. Yeah. But Stephanie you know? gets the best ones. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> but I mean, I can say like over, since I've been at wall control, there's a been to a lot of events, and we've had, I've had some people come up and say, "So what is this? Um, oh, it's for organizing. Well, I have a garage. You should give it to me." Like, <laughs> you didn't even know what it was 30 seconds ago. It's a very, very yeah. heartfelt pitch. You know, we would love to do, you know, and then we have the people, my favorite people that come up and they're like, so I have this idea. I was looking at your prod at your product and I, and I want to do something really crazy and I don't know if that's okay with you. I'm like, yes, it is. Go ahead. Tell me more. You know, and th- <laughs> exactly. those are the people I like to hear because, you know, I mean, not everybody has a garage, but everyone can use organization. But if you're, if you're using it in a different or unique way, or you're trying to, you know, adapt something that we have to make it more, more perfect for your space, you know, we're, we're creators, you know, we make a product, obviously we're okay with people making it their own and using it in Mm -hmm. a way that's not what we thought it would be used for. And so that's, that's exciting. You know, having, I don't want to give away any of the great ideas I heard at WorkbenchCon because they're still working on them now, but you know, there's some cool stuff that's coming that I was like, what? Yes, please do that. That would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, Anything that's like makes you curious is like exciting and fun. So yeah. Yeah. One thing I'll say there's, um, it's funny. And I don't think anybody listening to this is, would do this, but it's, uh, we will get a lot of them that I think, I don't know they'll just send like, Hey, this is Bob. I'd like to help promote your stuff and I'll share it on Instagram. Thanks, Bob. Like, (laughs) and the email address is like Bob four, five, seven at gmail.com. Like I have no idea, like just a link to something, you know, like, so to introduce, and then like, if the first email they have to send back is like, can you send us a link to your brand, you know, your own personal brands content so we can familiarize ourselves with you. That's probably that's that's not off to the right foot or not off on the right foot. We still I mean, the other thing, too, like Steph knows when we talked about we never I mean, we rarely would ever just tell somebody, no, we don't want to do anything. It's always some degree of working with someone, you know, whether that's, you know, a lot of it depends on a ton of different things. But, you know, just a, a discount if they want to try to do something cool, you know, from that all the way up to, you know, sponsored post kind of thing. So um, it's a really wide scale. And. I'm sure that's the same for every other brand. So just, you know, reach out and make it easy and put as much information in that first email as you can. And you're off on a really good foot. Yeah, And a lot of people think, oh, well, like, you know, I'm not famous, so they're not going to work with me. Yeah. But if you have a really cool idea that no one else has done, then exactly. That's, that's great for us. That's better than somebody who is going to do a, you know, some not even get our product and not even do anything with it or not even put it in the background of a picture or anything, you know, having somebody actually really wants to work with us. That's, Mm -hmm. that's super valuable in its own regard. Yeah. And if that, if that person came to us and they were like, we want to make a YouTube video about this, or we're going to make a YouTube video about this, or we're going to do, you know, this blog post and we can see kind of what their platform is. A following really doesn't matter if, if they're willing to create that evergreen content and we can see that it's on a platform that we think's got some legs to it. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of ways you can go with it. And if you're super creative, you know how to pitch these things, but so that's a good question to like ask for people that are listening. So it was a learned skill though, for sure. Like I, I didn't know it two years ago, you know, like I, it's one of those things that you, you, once you start doing it, you get better and better at it. So like, I think this is a great episode for people who really are trying to learn to work with brands because 
you have to start by trying and like, and like, these are great pointers and the more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. And as you were saying, once you get used to spotting gaps and figuring out solutions and putting that work in to, to pitch that solution, you're going to have a really good head start than other people who are just saying, Hey, that looks cool. Can you give me some? Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and there's no, there's no right way to do it. You know, maybe there's some wronger ways, but there's no like, <laughs> there's no like yes. textbook right way. So just give it a, give it a go and you'll get better as you, as you go along. So, well, cool. Well, Tiff, I don't want to take up your whole day. I know you have 8,000 things you got juggling right now, but I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk about this stuff. No, thanks for having me. It was great. And I'll have to have you guys on my new shows once I get those other ones going. So yeah, yeah absolutely. And we, uh, we are looking forward to that, that after picture, the one that shows the whole room. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll show you the whole, the, right now. I, there's nothing to hide. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, he's all your stuff's in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got some of it on the wall control. I'm getting there. Yeah, it's, it's true. Good. It's, I know. it's getting there. The paint's off the floor. I mean, I work at wall control and my paint is in a drawer where I can't get to it. So I feel like a huge dummy. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, I'm an You're idiot. You're like, good idea. Like, yeah. that did, I was like, oh, the shelf cards. Why didn't I mm-hmm. think of that? The painter's house never gets the paint or yeah. the organization. Yeah. You know? No, it's, right. so. it's so true though. I mean, clear example here, but it had to happen after only 13 years of living here. I finally remodeled this room. That's not, that's not bad. That's You're not bad. waiting yeah. for the right opportunities to come up in your life to have a reason to. Exactly. It's true. It's true. Well, cool. Thank well, you guys. Yeah. Thanks Thank again, you. Tiff. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Oh, one, one, one quick thing before we go. Uh, anybody yes. listening, what's the best way to follow you or any account you want to, you know, try to promote? Oh yeah, absolutely. So Night Carver Designs is my Instagram account. That's where you're going to see all of my art and things like that. And then you definitely want to follow WorkbenchCon, Haven Conference, and Sabretooth because those are the ones that I'll be managing. And Sabretooth is where I'll be having the uh, the podcast. And it's say burr, like B-U-R-R, tooth. Cool. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks again, Tiff. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great one. You too. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Organization Conversation is brought to you by Wall Control, a family-owned and operated producer of best-in-class wall-mounted organizers for your home or business, made right here in the USA. To learn more, go to wallcontrol.com.